Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of You've Become a Christian, Now What? My name is Ben. My name is And we are so excited to have you back. Today we are going to be talking all about identity. A nice, small, easy conversation. Insignificant. Like, if anything, this is probably just going to be like a five minute episode, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. I think you could just put this on on the commute to work and it's chill. Actually, you're lucky if your mm-hmm. commute is five minutes. I'll take that back. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I think it's quite cool that we're laughing about this actually, because as, as you were kind of talking then, I think when I became a Christian, mm. I didn't think I had any problem with my identity. Really? Mm. Wait, for me personally as in, as in before you became one or like when you became one before I became one right and like, then when you became I, I, you became one you were just like yeah now I'm 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 God yeah well I feel like that's that's a lot to unpack there right but <laughs> I think if we, we if we start start with the before for both of us um okay. before I became a Christian. I felt really secure in who I was, mm. um, like my place in the secular world. Oh, secular! If you don't know what the word word secular means, um, because I didn't for a very long time, it just means the world <laughs> outside of the kingdom, right? Is that a good? What a lovely way to put it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just yeah. the yeah. the non a world the faith. Less the non-god-centered world yeah 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 um yeah and i was really happy with my identity i like before i became a christian i'd been like single for a year i'd spent a really long time like working on myself like what made me happy and like i was so centered on doing whatever makes you happy like that was and that brought me so much um happiness and peace and this is like this is gonna be such a great conversation and that brought me so much like happiness and peace because i wasn't buying into what society was telling me and then uh, that's why i'm like oh this is this is gonna be great yeah Mm. yeah yeah. that is so interesting i isn't it go on yeah no because i know i know we're on like two quite like different sides of this um but i i was happy i was Hmm. i'm definitely like how would you define oh great question um i was really starting to find stuff that wasn't that was like making me really content with my life that wasn't centered on pleasure because I really think that that's, I I really think that there's a difference between like happiness and pleasure, right? Like that's Mm. like your, your two main things, especially in the secular world, it's you can find things which make you happy for five minutes or one night. Yeah. If we get into that, that, that conversation, but there's stuff that so like I I did I was doing jiu-jitsu for a while and 
like that made me like happy like working mm. on myself learning a discipline um going to gigs by myself being able to be comfortable in just my yeah, own skin like and yeah yeah, yeah yeah my independence like that was that was massive um mm. and i was so yeah like I feel, I feel like i knew exactly who i was um that's so wild <laughs> good to, <laughs> so good wild ben. <laughs> good ben, yeah right? but then like i i think for for context as well there is like eight years no wait 10 years difference between us no oh yeah wait how old are you oh my god i'm almost i'm 21 in a month <laughs> yep i'm holding on to that so one. fun fact we're actually it's 10 nine years and a half difference years. we've just discovered <laughs> That makes it so I don't much know better. Why that's never Six months in my head. No, never. Six months. No, in. That's mad. That is mad. Yeah, it is your birthday <laughs> next month, but it is my birthday. <laughs> um... If anyone wants to buy anything, say for her birthday, <laughs> slide into her DMs. <laughs> don't slide into. Her um... DMs. <laughs> no, um... slide into her DMs. Say happy birthday. What would you like? Yeah, do that. <laughs> Send the flowers. Anyway, no, I could. Uh, uh, that is such a, such a side note. Oh, there we go. Um, but there are like, there's nearly ten years difference between us, and so yeah. I'd done that eighteen to twenty five, twenty six, hopelessly right. wandering, not knowing where I was going, trying to find any form of direction. Yeah. And then finding mm. some contentness and actually I'm really happy with who I am. Yeah. Um, Which I think is a really good point because it is that age range is very much transformational in itself. You're just, mm. you're like a fish out of its tank and in the big sea. Like it's mad. Yeah. Um, And that's so cool that you see that you see it that or like that that was what you were the place you were in before jesus mm. i don't know mm. i don't think i've ever heard you really say that um, really yeah i suppose that's just never come up has it like mm, um yeah what about you like where would you where would you say you were at in terms of your identity before um jesus? Now, obviously i already know the answer to this but <laughs> like who was who um, was like if you were to if you were to walk up to someone and be like, "Hi, I'm Sophie. I'm," mm. I... and I think that's an interesting conversation, right? Because so interesting. That's I... so tough. Yeah, and I don't think I would have, I would be able to give you an answer because I placed my value, and I have so many thoughts about this. I am so excited for this. Um, I think that. The world I grew up in and like all of the media that was that I ever took in and absorbed growing up, all of the all of the rom coms that me and my mom and sister would get from Blockbuster and like literally everything every book I ever read, like everything centered around um kind of just placing your value 
in other people's hands, like letting other people determine your worth. I think it's so mad. And I think, but like, I think it's mad now. I kind of thought it was mad then, but it was just life. And I, I like, I genuinely mm. say my identity was in other people's perceptions of me to the point where if someone was like, oh, Sophie, like, who are you? Like, I'd be like, I don't know. Hey, friend, tell this person who I am. Like, who am I? Yeah. I didn't, like, I wouldn't be able to answer that question. And it, like, I was in an awful place with my identity before Jesus. Like, for quite a few years, I'd been trying as well. But I just, yeah, no, I, I gave my, I let other people determine my worth all the time. And then when I realized mm. that was failing, and then I tried to determine it myself, and put it in my own hands and and pay people well I didn't pay my parents I'm very fortunate they paid people therapists to help me <laughs> um, put it in my hands I couldn't make it work and I've come to the conclusion mm. that that's because I wasn't the one that made me so I can't be the one to value me <laughs> um, mm. but like yeah no identity sucked didn't have it it was broken um mm. I thought in fact I kind of had thought it was fixed by the time I was coming on up to like meeting Jesus but it was it was not <laughs> yeah mm. and mm. like what when you then started to find like or, or probably when you started doing alpha right and mm. you were like meeting people and your yeah, in this church space and you're meeting these people who suddenly see you and care for you and treat you differently mm. to how you've always been treated. Um, how, how did that start to shape your formation and identity? Oh, um, you know, that's actually a really good question. I think, so when I, first went to church I think I said it in my testimony but I'm I might not have because I've realized I realized earlier today I was like I think my testimony kind of changes every time I like as in bits, <laughs> the bits that I pick up on always change depending yeah, on who I'm yeah, going yeah. and um anyway my first time in church I like I wept because I was like how are all these people in this room so genuinely lovely and loving and want the genuine best for each other and it was just such a hard concept um that it wasn't a room full of competition it was just a room full of love and um and I think once I when I when I was being loved by these people and like people like you and all of the other like men in church that weren't being nice to me because they wanted to get in bed with me <laughs> they were being nice to me because they were following how Jesus like the the ideal mm. of just loving people and honoring people and respecting people and like and the girls not really having the underlying competition and just wanting to build each other up mad mm. like it just started being like I like I didn't know how to accept love and that became very clear and then I was like whoa mm. like that's it's mad um yeah yeah that's mad what about what about you if you were so, if you were happy, um, what was it like when you first met all of these people? <laughs> I, for me, it was quite interesting. I, when I first started coming to church, 
my identity was actually really shook mm. and made me actually quite insecure quite quickly, which I feel like is quite opposite to what you were saying. Yeah. Um, Because I went to church and all of a sudden I'm in a space where no one looks like who, like what I look like. Whereas in a secular world, everyone looks like I like. For context, like I haven't really had them out, but like I've got a lot of tatties. Like my arms yeah, yeah, yeah. are pretty covered. Um, and I love Get my tatties. <laughs> they... <laughs> Get them out. Yeah. Um, Get them out. Do it. Um, but they, I believe my tatties show who I am they they tell a story of me and mm. I really love that like I believe yeah I can meet anyone they're like you love Star Wars you love Bring Me the Horizon you love oh, Bring Me the Horizon that's gonna be a controversial one <laughs> um you're so cool <laughs> you're so cool thanks yeah. um but you, you like all of these these things um and you can tell that instantly the moment you meet me. Mm. You're like, oh, cool, you love Star Wars. Yes, I do. Let me tell you how much I love Star Wars. Mm. <laughs> um, but there was just no one that looked like me. There was, yeah, there might be some people with their little, I was going to say their little white girl <laughs> Christian tattoos like you have. <laughs> that is so <laughs> rude. I... But I like them. They're nice. What? Ben? <laughs> that is so uncomfortable. but what I, but what i meant is no like yeah no one was heavily tattooed like i was yeah white I mean, like everyone yeah there's loads of people like lots of people have just like a very small one or two yeah that's true. um and all relate to most relate to jesus which is so cool what i love but nc mm. made me feel really insecure because i was like there's no one here where i look around like i feel like i stand out in a crowd mm. and quite quickly i realized that i was not taking them my jumper off when i was meeting new people and i wasn't um yeah talking about tattoos or this thing because i was like well no one else has got them like actually is this okay for me to have them like am am i okay in this mm. space like and it really shook me and that that was not because of anyone else or anyone else's judgment. That was my own preconception on myself. Because I was going in there from the secular worldview of I look different, so therefore I am this. Mm. Not from the Christian view of you look different and that doesn't matter. I love you regardless. Like, and so That's that so threw me Do you think, massively. Um, did you, have, you, have you ever felt judged by church or by the people at church interesting question since we're still at church <laughs> but <laughs> i think because the only the, so i'm asking because if anyone was to be listening who has felt judged by christians either when they weren't a christian or now when they are mm. like in their church and stuff like i don't think i could relate to that because or not on like a not on a serious level because I have only ever experienced love, but I think mm. that 
is I mean that's not the necessarily the rule. Yeah. Um, but so yeah. I'm just wondering. If um, you ever felt... I wouldn't say that I felt judged, but I know that there's people that don't like them. Okay. And mm. like that's okay. Because there's always been people that don't like my tattoos. But I think the thing that I found polarizing was not that um, there's people that might not like them or people who disagree with them, whatever. Like that's that's normal. Like it's still growing in, in the secular world. And it's also very much growing in the kingdom world, right? Um, yeah. Kingdom world, kingdom. Um, like you're seeing more and more Christians getting tattoos. Uh, it's becoming mm. a bit more of the norm. Um, I don't think you're going to see anything like we see in, in the secular worlds, but it is definitely that that's happening, I would say. Mm. Um, this is just my own opinion. I have no idea um, on the current <laughs> trends in this the Christian, Christian society. This is not based on actual fact, <laughs> just on perception. No, yeah, yeah. no, this is, this is just yeah, my yeah. perception. Um, yeah. yeah, so I never felt judged. Like I put that judgment upon myself, mm. but I think you go into any space where you don't look like everyone else. And like, I've always felt comfortable with not looking like everyone else, like, or not fitting into a crowd because that's been my whole life. Like when I was a kid, Star Wars was not cool. And, mm. and I know it's cool now. Like everyone loves Star Wars, like Mandalorian baby. Yoda. I love Star Wars. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that's and that's so great. But when I was growing up, it wasn't. Um, and superheroes also weren't cool. You know, like the Avengers was not a thing. Like it was just stuff that geeks had with comic books. Mm. So I was used to liking stuff that other people didn't like or what people perceived as not cool. And so I've never felt bothered by that. But mm. I just felt like every time I went into a room I just stood out and I placed that insecurity on myself and I think then going into like this conversation that we're having of they're like how did that change like yeah, because I, feel like... I was carrying yeah go on um I was just saying like I was carrying this then baggage that I'd just created <laughs> that I didn't have an insecurity around before but was then trying to deal with um mm. camera's doing a weird zoom out zoom zoom in zoom out there zoom zoom yeah. <laughs> what were you gonna say sorry I I mean I was just gonna say like calling back to your question on me if someone was like Ben who are you because because you kind of said you were happy with your identity and you were finding mm. stuff that kind of you're passionate about but like who were you <laughs> um mm. like you might have been happy with it because you were doing what makes you happy but who was ben who was this ben great question um yeah like tattoos were definitely a part of my identity um like 100 percent. like um the, the couple that i live with now they call me tattoo ben <laughs> so one, one of my nicknames <laughs> um Paul Wikes, Paul Wikes name, name for you there. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was, I would have said that 
I was someone that loved people. I did judge other people. And mm. um, I probably would have described myself as someone that like worked at Nando's and just lives every day as it comes. That's probably how I would have yeah. described myself. And I think a lot of that is still very true for today. Like I haven't yeah. done this like massive 180 as a person and had to like, mm-hmm. oh, I've got I've got to start loving people. Like that's who I am as a person. Like, I just naturally love others. And like, I love that about myself. It's um, like probably one of my favorite things about myself. Mm-hmm. But none of that mattered then when all of a sudden I'm creating my own insecurities and creating judgment that no one else is putting upon me. Like if anything, everyone else is looking at me going, wow, look at this guy coming towards Jesus. You know, look at this guy who was getting drunk five out of seven nights a week, having one night stands, doing stupid stuff every single night of the week. Like how cool that Jesus can redeem, like that this person can be redeemed in Jesus. Right. Um, so, oh, the zooming thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know why it doesn't. Um, yeah. It's just having a fun time. So, that's what you would do. So that's what you were doing. Yes. Okay. Okay. No, this is just for like my clarification purposes of like you, you as a person. You're still kind of the same person, but you were doing different things because you were doing what made you happy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and um, I think, and we touched on this a little bit in the last episode mm. of, I was like, well, what am I meant to do? Like in this now new world I'm living in where I still haven't given my life to Jesus. Mm. but I feel different in every space I'm in um, I feel like I stand out like a sore thumb which I definitely do Like, and now I love mm. because I get to tell the story of how Jesus has completely changed and saved and revitalised my life Yeah, like what a testament mm. however when that wasn't the case I was just like well how do I fit in here like why am I here mm. And like it honestly wasn't until probably about a month after I um, got baptized, gave my life to Jesus. It was in it was honestly in probably the January straight afterwards. So January last year, January twenty twenty two. Yeah, we're not quite twenty twenty. Yeah, no, it's like <laughs> all the while away. <laughs> no, definitely not. Let's let's never go back there. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's January twenty twenty two. That again. I well, I say again, I was having conversations with Jesus that I didn't know he was talking because I didn't know what God's voice looked like at this point. Mm. But I was learning about the character of Jesus and who like our father God is and like the weight of the cross and like what Jesus did for us. Mm. And he did for me and he did for you. And when I started to understand that, that's when things started to change. 100%. 100%. And 
like it's so funny because I felt so comfortable with my skin before, and all of a sudden I didn't feel comfortable with my skin, and then it then all changed. And that that one night where I was at Alexandra Park and I'm listening to that song and I had like listened to Million Little Miracles, I was like, wow, yeah, it's a miracle that I'm here. Like my life was saved because of Jesus. Like it's the whole reason I'm here. Like he saved my life even when I didn't know him. Like how incredible is that? And it's, yeah, it's a miracle that I'm here, but God, like I stand out. I, I don't feel comfortable. And then I just, I, I just felt this, this peace and this embracing of my identity mm. of, well, my tattoos do tell a story of who I am, but now that's growing even more because my tattoos t- do say something. They show that, you know, I love Star Wars and I love this and I love that. I love Spider-Man. I love superheroes, but it also shows how much I love Jesus Yeah. and how Jesus has changed my life. Like I'm getting more tattoos and every single one is going to talk about Jesus mm. Or God's word, like the thought of like having God's word tattooed on my skin, like and t- some being able to like look at a Bible verse on my like my wrist or whatever. What does that mean? Mm. Like it's actually the perfect way for me to evangelize. Yeah. Like, and and I know that massively applies to you as well, right? Mm, yeah. Where so many you... people will just be like, "Oh, I love your tattoo. Like, does it have a meaning?" And I'm like, "Wow." let me tell you the good good news yeah and it's a really yeah. good time because they're just like oh that's that's interesting because sometimes it is really mm. you don't expect someone to just like I, my entire life I went through my entire life without someone ever telling me about Jesus somehow I, I mean yeah. aside from like religious studies in school I never mm. would be like oh what's your tattoo about and they'd be like oh Jesus like, I think that's really cool. And I think it's unexpected. And yeah. It's, it's really nice. Yeah. And yeah. Like, I just, like, I just really felt God just say to me, like, you, like, you are who you are. Like, yeah. I've made you to be you. And, you know, I, you've done stuff before you knew me and you met me and, you understood who I am. Like, and that's okay. Like God's grace is greater than anything. Mm. Like anything. Like, and it's like, once I knew like God's grace and like, he doesn't judge me for having tatties. Mm. At least I hope not. I don't think he does. <laughs> that's probably. But I felt his, but I've... <laughs> that's probably. But I, but I. Someone's interpretation. <laughs> a hundred percent like but like i felt god's grace mm. and i then embraced my identity with well my identity you know like i said i've got this nickname like tattoo ben and like in in my house and well what if my tattoos said something different mm. what if my tattoos told a story of what jesus has done in my life yeah. Like people can look at look at my tattoos and don't just see Star Wars. Like, oh, you love Star Wars, but you really love Jesus. You love Jesus more than you love your Star Wars, and you love your superheroes, and you love 
anything else that has come before. Because mm. no, nothing else can measure up to the love I have for Jesus now yeah. and the love he has for me. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, that's so good. And yeah, like since then, it's been massive. Like I mm. don't really think about it. Like I definitely still feel anxious about it sometimes. Because I know that I'm like, if I go to like a, a big conference or, you know, especially if I'm meeting probably like older people, like who have been Christians their whole lives or, or whatever. And, you know, tattoos definitely aren't a normal thing. They're like, yeah, I feel anxious. And I'm like, I will f- feel myself not taking a jumper off. Yeah. I'm like, but I'm not looking for anyone else's grace. I'm looking for his. Yeah. And and that's that's all it is, right? Like and I, mm. I, I really think once you feel God's grace and you know what God's grace is, mm. that's when your identity can really start to shift. A hundred percent. I think for like for me it didn't it took a really long time for the cross to bear much meaning to me, which sounds mm. awful. But um I I have Romans 12 verse 1 on my wall. So I'm just going to quickly read out a bit of the Bible first. Um, and this is, you know, Paul's letter. And it says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And I, I've had it on my wall because I, I was like, I, I really am so desperate to be a living sacrifice um and and then I was thinking like oh how would I how would I how would I preach this to myself and and I just started talking and then I just started I just seemed to undo myself and like I was just thinking Mm. in view of God's mercy like in view of God sending his son down to sit like I think that's when it sank in it was like the realization that I am worth God's son like I am worth Jesus's blood to God. Um, mm. That was like I it wrecked <sighs> me. I just was like I was a such a mess in my room by myself for such a long time because I was like, oh my gosh, like Jesus died for me, and like it, like my identity was already being kind of rewritten by Him, but this just like mm. uh, lay the foundations of 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 where he was rebuilding me it was yeah Mm. i think once that sinks in like jesus died for me because i am worth that much to my heavenly father like yeah Yeah. (laughs) it is and it's 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 it is it's so true and like i've i've only spoken really about my physical like my physical appearance i'd spent yeah, like I'd spent a long time. Um, well, like I said, I've been really working on myself for a couple of years, and I was really happily single and finding what like made me happy and happy being alone. Mm. Um, I worked really hard on myself because I used to be someone that I didn't like. Like I used to be someone that had, like, had hurt people in relationships, not like physically, but. Like mentally, I'd mm. been so crappy to like girlfriends in the past, and like I've been in 
on the receiving end of abusive relationships and like then because of that I'd then reacted and I've been in situations where I didn't like who I was mm. like and my mental health had made me and so on again who I wasn't was who I who I wasn't and yeah. because of my mental health then I'd be drinking a lot and because I drink a lot then I'd be making decisions again where I was doing stuff that I didn't like and I then took myself on a bit of redemption arc where I was like I'm gonna just try and treat people better and try to change mm. and it was this situation where I was so this was 2021 like it probably wasn't like it was yeah like the year that I found Jesus but like earlier in that year like I was like seeing one of my ex-girlfriends for probably like three four months um who like I'd treated awfully like a couple years before um and she was like oh I can tell you've changed but I can't forget who you were. Mm. And that hit me massively because I was like, I have worked so hard on trying to be a better person yeah. and to change who I was at my core and to love people better and to treat people better. And I was like, I am doing that. But people around me still see this person who's cheated on ex-girlfriends and hurt people and, like, lost respect. And mm. I... Like, that knocked me. Yeah. Like, so massively. Because it's like, well, if that girl couldn't forget about my past then no one else will mm. and mm. I didn't realize that I was carrying that into meeting Jesus and I was right. actually still carrying yeah okay yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like and I was still carrying this emotional baggage that I put again like part of myself where I was like, people still see old Ben, even though I don't, that I couldn't get over. And then again, like this, like I had this moment of like, it was all in that January of 2021, no 2022, sorry. Like just over a year ago, that I was like, Jesus forgives me. Hmm. Like, and that stripped everything away while well, I was just like he knows me and he loves me for like no matter what I've done I've said Jesus I'm sorry like I like I was this person and I all of a sudden stopped hating my old self mm. Because once, like, the cross, like, what Jesus did on the cross, like, really sunk in for me. And I knew 
of like God's grace and Jesus' sacrifice, like nothing else mattered. Like, and that just stripped away, like all of this hate that I was carrying, because then all of a sudden I forgave myself. Because I was like, well, if he keeps forgiving me, why am I not forgiving myself? And I think, uh, as I'm talking, like, there's so many people I talk to who carry that, mm. carry that weight of not being able to forgive themselves, even yeah. though you've already been forgiven. Yeah, and it's not, you don't, that's not your strength. Like, you, you don't have to forgive yourself on your own. You forgive yourself with yeah. his help. Like, it's so, in, like, it's just so important to really surrender that. I think God can only, not to box in God, but I think he can only move in your life when you make room for him too. Like, on a, on a big scale, mm. like, you have to let him in. And I think yeah, it, that's what takes so long sometimes is the fear of of letting him into that space with you. Um, but I, I give God countless reasons not to love me all the time. Like every single mm-hmm. day, probably without fail, I am like, we all are sinful, like none of us could ever meet the measure because we're imperfect like none of us are on jesus's level none of us are the holiest like people ever like we 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 all fall short and we all need god therefore and it's like i i think like what i've learned is that it's yeah it's not me that does it it's it's him working in me does all of that Mm -hmm. stuff and like it's it's when you surrender is when he transforms because he's got canvas to work with so i think that's so true and it's very important yeah 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 Yeah. like you're so so spawn um like you've just really beautifully articulated exactly what i was like trying to say Mm. um and it's it's just so like i just yeah i did um but it is so massive like and i i think like for anyone that's listening to this like i i really think that none that this applies to every like we all carry stuff Mm. every single day and if you're listening to this and you're like oh i'm carrying stuff that there's no way that Jesus can forgive me for. That I promise you, you are so wrong. So wrong. Because, like, the goodness of our Father, like, the sacrifice of Jesus is so bigger, Mm. so much bigger than the weight of anything that any of us can carry. Yeah. There is not a sin that Jesus like did not die for. Mm. And I think but the, you, the most important just... thing is. Yeah. So I was just saying, like, I just, like, the most important thing is taking that to Jesus. Mm. Like, and surrendering that, 
like because i think there's so much in the power of surrender yeah like and literally like going to the foot of the cross like jesus like i messed up so bad Mm. like and we every single one of us messes up every day like i'm sure of it in in some regard whether it's a thought about someone else or whether it's just the way we have an interaction with someone else or the way we think about ourselves like we all do stuff every day Mm. that god goes why (laughs) like yeah and he he goes why because he 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 doesn't he doesn't see like that's not how he sees us so like because he forgives that that isn't how he sees us yeah like this insecurity that i was carrying of oh well people will go look at me and they're gonna boom 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 boom. he looks at me and he just sees his son yeah that's it yeah that's what you are like and we're definitely gonna talk more about that in like part two of this but there is so much in that Mm. like it's it's forgetting what you see and thinking about what God sees. Mm. Like, when was the last time you asked God, like, how he sees you? Yeah. And, and, because that, yeah. And if, you, if you forget, I, we can put, speak and send you scriptures. <laughs> we can let you know where it <laughs> says exactly what he thinks about you um, and yeah. how much he cares about you and what he would, what he does for you, not what will he do for you, what, what has he done for you? Mm-hmm. And in la- and I think the frame, I think I touched on this actually in my testimony, but that was a couple of weeks ago. But just like, it's not what can he do for us? It's like, what can I do for him? And it's that same, like, you, you have to take all of yourself to that altar and put yourself completely down as that living sacrifice mm-hmm. and just be like, work in me. It's like such a big, massive, prayer of like please transform me and that's how Mm. you then like that's how my identity has changed it's like I'm I'm not like I'm not giving it to other people anymore I'm giving it to God because God is the only stable thing (laughs) ever (laughs) and and he is good Mm -hmm. and we know that and it's just oh why that it's actually infuriating and um and if anyone if anyone doesn't know their identity yeah ask god he'll tell you and and if he if he says anything other than i love you it's not good but if you're Mm. opening your ear for him i'm sure he'll tell you like yeah yeah and i uh, I think especially on the back of like what we were speaking about the last episode of like hearing god's voice Mm. like if you're not like if you're still in that stage of struggling to hear or recognize like what god's voice looks like literally like it's here <laughs> like i'm always drawn I want to... like i'm always drawn <laughs> like i'm always drawn like it's so which has been actually so massive for me this like this mm. last year of that this is my son with whom i am well pleased yeah like just sit on that like, because he's not just saying that about Jesus. Yeah. Like, because we are all a son or a daughter of, like, the father of the king. Mm. 
like and there is there is no other like and i i think there's so much is scary about that mm. like when you think like i'm like the son or a daughter of like even an aching like uh, there's there's weight changes, there right yeah it changed the entire frame of mind i had this conversation with a friend and he was like and it was it was in regards to relationships and dating um but obviously that's where mm. i always put my value before and and he was just like do you, do you realize that you're you're a princess like you're you're a daughter of the king like that is how you should mm. be viewing yourself and i was like like i don't know why it just takes sometimes it just takes someone else to say something and you're like you're so right and i just remember being like oh my gosh like i am worth so like i why would i need anyone else to tell me who i am like how i yeah. how i would have answered that question at the very start of the podcast was like oh who was sophie before and i would have just been like asking someone else as if they can say, no, like, I can tell you, I am a daughter of God. Like, ah, that's mm-hmm. so cool. And, yeah. And, like, and it's, it's, it's so massive when you know that. It's yeah. It's huge. It's so monumental and literally life-changing. Like, and I think, I think I had plenty of happy moments before, but it was like mm-hmm. the abundance of happiness and the abundance of like true joy that comes from the spirit in sin <laughs> actual actual yeah. madness actual madness yeah like and it's it's true like it is life changing when you understand who it is that god's made you to be like mm. mm. yeah. no, cuz like and i th- i think anyone that's listening to this right now like you've probably been able to hear like there's that there's so many steps in this journey like you don't just wake up all of a sudden one day like, yeah, son of the king, let's yeah. go. Like, there's this stuff you've got to get out. Yeah, like that was like nine months. Give in. to him first. <laughs> I was like nine yeah. months in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, um, well, oh, this is so funny. Like, as we like talk about this, like, same for me. Like, it was pretty much nine months in. Mm. Like, it was September for me. Like when. I was first month of uh, leadership college that I was like, crap, I'm a son of the king. Yeah. You are. And that's <laughs> insane. Like, but it's not insane. Like it's, it's just so big to wrap your head around. And I think it's also, um, it's also insane that it's, that's like, it's never about bigging yourself up as well. Like if if no. you were in the secular world, if you were in the world and you were like a, a son or a daughter of a king, like it's kind of like, oh, look at me. Like I have all of this and all this and whatever. Um, it's so not like that because you're seeing yourself you, as like we're instructed to do. You're seeing yourself as a sacrifice like oh because Mm. of because of what you've done for me because of who I am to you like because of who you sent for me that is why I want everything for you and your glory and Mm -hmm. like ah like it's just such a different frame of like I yeah (laughs) 
yeah, wow, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, it, yeah, it's, yeah, but it's like, a complete different framework. It is. like, And mm. I, I think all of this that we're like talking about right now, like there's people like I know of that have been Christians like their whole life or have known of God's character their whole life and still don't know this about themselves. Mm. Like this is like, this is something that it doesn't matter whether you've known him for one minute or one year or 10 years or 50 years, like your identity as a son or a daughter of him, of the King, like that's all any of this is. Yeah. Like that's all it is. And yeah, there's, there's weight, weight to it. Like, yeah, it can be a little bit scary and a bit intimidating because if I became a king or a prince in the secular world, I'd be like, oh, no. Like, that means I've got authority. Yeah. But the authority of being a son or a daughter of the king, that is our father God. It's life-changing. Mm. Like, once you know the authority that Jesus gave us, changes everything mm. like and there's just so much in scripture of you know like we, we talk about like the fruits of the spirit or everything that jesus said to the the disciples he gave them authority and he literally said like the holy spirit's gonna come you're gonna be given gifts and you're gonna go out and preach and you're gonna go out and do this like he wasn't talking about just the 12 disciples yeah. he was talking about every single one of us and it's just it's sitting in that and knowing that and like if you don't know that like that's okay like because the, the whole reason we we're doing this podcast is to like help you learn that mm. and to help you know that so, because yeah. it's not just a it's not like a, just a believing mm. it's a knowing right so what would your before we wrap up or as we wrap up what mm. and we'll continue the conversation anyway but what what's your advice for like what what would you keep encouraging to get to a place where it all clicks in hmm um really great question um can you say it again for me <laughs> what would you encourage what kind of behaviors would you encourage someone mm. in in searching for this identity that god has waiting for them uh, like i think first and foremost it's a place of surrender Mm. I, I think that comes I think that comes before anything else because like you can't build a house on sand mm. right and we, we know that like there's there's so much in scriptures about building on a firm foundation building on a rock that is Jesus but you can't build on an identity that isn't shaped on him mm. Like, 
you've got to, you've got to give everything that you're carrying to Jesus first, and surrender what it is that like whether it's hurt, whether it's pain, even whether it's good stuff. Like get to that point of surrender where you're like Jesus, like make me like you. Mm. Like help me be more like you. Like help me realize what it is to be a son of yours, Father. Because like, I really think that once you're in that place, like it's so much easier to build that foundation and to like then let that, that those pillars go up or whatever it is. Because like, if you don't have that foundation, like those pillars are just going to fall. Like you need to be rooted in that identity as a son or a daughter of the king. And to do that, you've got mm. to surrender. Like you've got to give up everything. Like, because even, especially if we carry stuff like an ego, like, my, my girlfriend laughs at me all the time because I think I'm hilarious. <laughs> But I don't actually think I'm hilarious. Yeah. Like I just have I, just I have a, I just have oh. a great time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I like I just I just have a great time and mess around and know that like my identity like before anything else is as a son of the king. Like I don't carry any ego. Like or if I do carry any ego. I like try to check that in. I'm like, God, like I'm not trying to have this ego. Like I take that away. Like build me humbleness, Mm. build me character that looks like you, that is shaped by you. Right. And 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 that's it. Like that's, that's, that's always a prayer to just be more like him. And you can't do that. If you've got this baggage, like give that baggage to him first Whatever it is you're carrying, no matter like, and we we've spoken about this already. That it, 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 there isn't anything that's too big that he mm. can't take. Give that to him first. Let him take that away because he will. Like if you say, "God, I can't do this. Take this away." He will take it away, mm. and then say, "Where do I go next, God? Take me, Jesus." Like, build me towards you. Because in all of this, none of this is done by our Mm. strength. It's all done by his. And it's getting, like, from that place to surrender. And it's a constant surrender. Like, as I'm, like, talking, like, externally processing, as always. But it's getting from that place of... Well, actually getting into that place of constant surrender. Because I think if you're in that place of constant surrender... There's nothing you can't give and there's nothing he can't build from. Mm. And so it's so important to, like, it's not, oh, I've been baptised, I'm I'm now dead to myself. It's every morning you wake up, you die to yourself. (laughs) It's a every morning thing because every day without fail, at some point I'll put myself on the throne of my life and I'll be like, I've got it. And and Jesus will be like, yeah okay like I'll, I'll be here <laughs> when you come back yeah. and then I come back and I, yeah. I'm like I'm so and I like you repent 
and you're like, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. and and you don't deserve, like we, don't, I don't deserve him to forgive me, but he does because he's, that's who he is, and and it, but yeah. it's so important to die to self. So mm. yeah, it's like it's like constant prayer of refinement, mm. right? Yeah, like I always remember, like I think it was easy, like so much easier for me because like one of the first songs I fell in love with with was refiner by by maverick city can't tell by now i love maverick city um that was the first first band like i really mm. fell like discovered like as a christian and just that really underground um... <laughs> yeah yeah you know what I mean. <laughs> but but the words in refiner of purify me mm. lord like there is no purification that isn't painful. Mm. Like there's no, there is no stripping or giving away anything that doesn't require like a little bit of a cost. Because with anything in life, if you're dealing with anything painful, you talk about it, you have a conversation about it, you take it to God. Like you've got to be prepared to go to that painful place mm. first. Uh, and you say like, God, refine me. Like, take, strip me and build me up. And it's a process. And it's a constant prayer. Mm. And it's a constant, like, following Jesus is not easy. Yeah. And I'm really sorry if you're listening to this. You're like, I'm so excited for this life, (laughs) Jesus. And it is so exciting. And it's so great. It is. Like, it's so, I can't. I can't put into words. I, I I feel like we've conveyed this probably yeah. pretty well. Like how well, how incredibly he's shaped and shifted our lives. Mm. But there's work we you have to be willing to do. It's, yeah, it's like painful. you don't just you don't just wake up in the morning and go. Don't just wake up in the morning and go. Oh God, yeah, make me a better person today. Yeah, and and just carry and on down the street. Voila. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and voila. <laughs> <laughs> seven days later <laughs> yeah no it's uh, it's a process a constant process and it's just completely it's it's so it's it can be really sad it, i feel like it's okay to grieve that as well and like grieve parts of you that you lose mm. i think i went through a lot of like feeling like i was losing myself but i but i was actually we were just well i say we Jesus was just preparing me for who I am today and like um people a lot of people were always like oh yeah there's a whole thing about like come as you are but don't stay as you are and I don't know if that's a vineyard thing or just a church thing or just a like a whatever thing I don't know if that's a common (laughs) lingo um I feel like it is but I hated it. Like I hated when people said that because I was just mm. like, I like how I am, and if Jesus loves me, then He'll love me for me, and whatever. Um, but I, I, it's t- it took me a while to really grasp that we are just sinners always, and and not in His not in His eyes, um, necessarily always but like Jesus loves the sinner hates the sin and like once I kind of discovered that and it was just a process of like oh I do need to die to self because self is a bit of an Mm. issue and my flesh is it is innately sinful 
and like I'm always going to hear the desires of my flesh if I'm living by that and not by yeah. God and yeah that's just you need to make room basically you're right just, <laughs> <laughs> just believe it's in a yeah. nice place yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> leave it on yeah. a nice place um this is definitely part of one of this conversation we said before before we started recording this we're like this is gonna be a big conversation and we're like on the hour mark already mm. um so that's why we're gonna end it end it for this one but we really wanted to leave space for this um because there's so much in the power of transformation mm. um so yeah on next week's episode we're going to come back to this conversation um and like i i hopefully next week's like i'd like to think this has been uplifting but <laughs> next week's would definitely be um more on the outcome of like what it means to be a, a son or a daughter of the king oh sorry my wi-fi what? cut but like it didn't carry on <laughs> <laughs> always the wi-fi problems um but uh i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay um i'll just restart from where i was um yeah so like when when we were talking about this before we started recording, we always said that this was going to be like, we knew that this was going to be a two-parter because this is such a massive, massive conversation. And like, hopefully you've been able to get something out of this conversation, but we really want to leave space for next week to talk more about like the transformation of what we've seen in ourselves, like since knowing that we are a son or a daughter of the King. Whoa, whoa. And like where our lives have gone like yeah. from there and like we've spoken a lot about like the cost and like the pain and going going to that place and the sacrifice in today's episode but hopefully next week's we'll just talk about mm. the glory like of god like and his grace and how incredible that is and where our lives are at now mm because of that transformation and the way he's transformed and yeah. shaped our lives. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, we haven't obviously recorded that yet. We'll get like, there. It's fine. Who knows? We'll get it. <laughs> um, but I think, I think that's where we'll probably go. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, this stuff's um, important, but so is, I mean, you, you want the, the hard truth and also the look where it's got us true, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, as always, thank you so much for listening um, and for spending an hour with us. Um, as we say at the end of every episode, please, if you can just help us out, you know, share this to a friend who you feel like might need to yeah. listen to this. Um, give us a like, give us a comment. Please send us your questions. Like we're going to be doing some stuff on Instagram where we're just going to be asking uh, for questions that we can then just make videos around or do a bit more of a Q&A um because we want this just to be a constant growing not just for you listening but for us ourselves like we're still so early like if there's anything that you've heard you know this that you're like oh that's wrong maybe it is we aren't perfect but we're trying to die we aren't perfect it. and <laughs> and we're we're trying to yeah. learn ourselves um and we're just doing this in quite an open <laughs> forum um but 
thank you so much for watching slash listening. Um, we can't wait to share some more of you next week and God, God bless. bless.